This Saturday. Don't forget if you'd like to help support this and all of the Relic Radio podcasts, visit donate.relicradio.com or click on one of the links on the website. Thanks for helping out if you're able to. Now, we're going to have two stories this week from the Black Mass. First is based on a story by Ambrose Bierce titled The Boarded Window, that one aired in 1964. After that, it's The Haunted House, based on a story by Virginia Woolf. Sure, when that one aired, but the Black Mass aired primarily in the middle 1960s over KPFA in California. Here it is the Black Mass. Welcome to the Black Mass. Grief is an artist of powers as various as the instruments upon which he plays his dirges for the dead, evoking from some the sharpest, shrillest notes, from others the low, grave chords that throb recurrent like the slow beating of a distant drum. Some natures it startles, some it stupefies. To one it comes like the stroke of an arrow, stinging all the sensibilities to a keener life, to another, as the blow of a bludgeon, which in crushing benumbs. These lines of Ambrose Bias serve well to introduce our adaptation of his short story, The Boarded Window.
Everybody hereabouts knew the spot was haunted. Kids used to run up and throw stones at the cabin and then head out of there. Said they'd heard a rifle shot wing at them, or the ghost of one. I used to go up to the cabin now and then. Maybe it was the mystery of the place. More likely the sadness. It said something sad about them times. I found out about the rifle shot, just an echo from the canyon if you throw a rock against the cabin. See, you can hear it when I throw. <laughs> Sounds like a rifle shot, but it's only an echo. name was said to be Murloc, as much as we know he was one of the first to arrive out in these parts. His wife died shortly after they got settled, that was so long ago no one can remember anything about her. After that he just lived on alone in the cabin. And you can still see where he cleared the ground. The trees never grew back. Made what little he needed off skin trading. Looks like he never used his clearing for growing anything. The whole story is just what you see. The cabin, the clearing, and the two graves over there. One day they found him in the cabin dead. They couldn't tell for how long exactly. And they buried him alongside the grave of his wife. Well, that, that's about all there was. Except for the window and what I found out. The cabin has a single door and one window boarded up. No one can remember a time when the window wasn't boarded up. Well, that was the mystery. The door is gone and the cabin's empty, except for an old table no good for any use. But the window still keeps something out. I don't know if, if what I'll tell you explains it. You, you can judge for yourself. I was up here, late one afternoon. Supposed to see if there was anything about the cabin worth calculating in the sale of the timber property. Well, I was just standing here beside the house, looking at the window. Don't know what put the idea in mind, but I took up a stone and walked up to the window. It didn't take more than a few hits, and the boards begin giving in, so as I could just push in from the bottom with my hand. The upper nails acted like a hinge and the boards opened up like a window. I looked inside. The whole place was as dark as night. Then it began happening. The darkness seemed to pour out of the room all around me till it was dark night everywhere. Then... In the room, I saw them, like they begun to light up, or like I could see in the dark. I tell you, I saw the two of them, the body of a woman lying on the table, and him, Murloc. I guess it was Murloc, asleep in the chair, head and arms on the table beside her. I, I found myself in the room, but I couldn't stand up. It, 
It was like some dream. I was on all fours, staring at the body of the woman, and then some some strange compulsion seemed to take hold of me, and and I sprang at her. settled here long ago, Janice and me. We, we had plans, plans to clear the land and farm it. We were one of the first out here and we had plans. Later we'd go to Cincinnati maybe, or further west, with the children as they came, seeing new things. That was the spirit then. She had it. She had it strong for a woman. She kept me afire with it. It was a fire between us. No man ever loved that much, I thought. Janice. Janice. It all ended. Ended almost before it began. Didn't even last beyond that first spring when she was took, took from me. I came in one day from gunning and there she was. Fever. Janice. Janice, there's no doctor, save 30 miles in Parley. Oh, but it's, it's going to be all right, Janice. I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you. Help me. Janice. We must stay together. Of course, Janice. It can't happen like this. All we've got to do. Hush, Janice, hush. Hush, we'll make it. We'll make it. We'll make it. But in three days, she was gone. Just gone. Janice. I watched her till morning. I couldn't believe that white face and still body was all there was left. I looked so long that all my feelings had gone too, gone with her. 
there was that what had to be done. And far as we were from anywhere, there was none to do it but myself. I hammered the boards into a box big enough. Pray God, pray God that was all that had to be done. It wasn't. It wasn't, Janice. The dead have to be prepared for burial. It is a sacred duty. It had to be done. And I didn't know exactly how. I didn't remember exactly what I heard must be done. I did what I thought should. It was that. Oh, Janice. It was that had to be taken out so the body not swell. Some things I, I did incorrectly, but as best I knew. Other things I, I did over and over. Oh, Janice, the duty for burial. It was the duty to do it. And, uh, and afterwards, I washed the body. Wash the body clean again and again. I didn't cry, Janice. I didn't cry. It was the right thing, best as I could do it. But I can't cry. Isn't it unkind not to cry for the dead? No, no, tomorrow. Tomorrow, when I dig the grave and, and lower the box and roll the dirt in, then I'll miss you, Janice, when you're no longer in sight. Now. Now. It's all right. It must be all right. Fix your hair. Remember how you'd comb it out. Long golden hair. Then and braid. Braid. I do it over and over till I get it right. And the ribbon. Or oh, the ribbon to bind your wrists, Janice. I, I tie the ribbon over and over. I don't know how many times before the bow is just right. It must look just right. Just right, Janice. I worked almost all night. Then... Then laid the body on the table. All ready for the morning. Still, there was no grief. My heart could not contain it all, nor could I rightly conceive it. I didn't know I was so hard-struck. 
that. Oh, that would come later. Lady Janison did never go. Oh. I was tired. I was tired. might have been a beast, maybe a dream. Oh, I was too tired to tell. Ah, tired. Tired. Something woke me. It was pitch. Strained my eyes to see. I could see nothing but, but the dark. There was something in the room. Something alive. Something alive beside me. I felt the table shake, as if Janice, someone was walking. Janice, Janice, I, I, I flung my arms across the table. Ah, Janice, nothing was there. Janice, you, you can't be alive. You can't be alive after what I did to you. Stop, stop. Who is the rifle? The flash will light up the room. Oh. Stop. Stop! Ah! It was a cat! A panther! Dragging her! Dragging her to the window! Its teeth fixed in her throat! Stop! 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 And when I returned to consciousness, the sun was high. The body lay near the window where the beast had left it. The clothing was deranged. The long hair in disorder. The limbs lay anyhow from the throat. Torn apart. A pool of blood. The ribbon with which I had bound the hands was broken. The hands. The hands were tightly clenched. Between the teeth was a fragment of the animal's ear.
That was The Boarded Window by Ambrose Bierce. The part of the narrator was played by Ben Giacopetti. The part of Janice was played by Amanda Folger. Murlock was played by Eric Bowersfeld. The musical background was performed and partly composed by Carl Schrager. The technical production was by John Whiting. Whatever hour you woke, there was a door shutting. From room to room they went, hand in hand, lifting here, opening there, making sure, a ghostly couple. Here we left it. Oh, but here too. It's upstairs. In the garden. Quietly. Yes, quietly. We shall wake them. But it wasn't that you woke us. Oh, no. They're looking for it. They're drawing the curtains, one might say. And so read on a page or two. Now they've found it. One would be certain, stopping the pencil on the margin. And then, tired of reading, one might rise and see for oneself. The house all empty, the doors standing open. Only the wood pigeons bubbling with content and the hum of the threshing machine sounding from the farm. What did I come in here for? What did I want to find? My hands were empty. Perhaps it's upstairs then. The apples were in the loft. And so down again, the garden still as ever. Only the book had slipped into the grass. Here we left it. And here, here. But they had found it in the drawing room. Not that one could ever see them. The window panes reflected apples, reflected roses. All the leaves were green in the glass. If they moved in the drawing room, the apple only turned its yellow side. Yet, the moment after, if the door was opened, spread upon the floor, hung upon the walls, pendant from the ceiling, what? 
My hands were empty. The shadow of a thrush crossed the carpet. From the deepest wells of silence, the wood pigeon drew its bubble of sound. Say. 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 The pulse of the house beat softly. The buried treasure. The room. The pulse stopped short. Oh, was that the buried treasure? A moment later, the light had faded. Out in the garden, then. The trees spun darkness for a wandering beam of sun. So fine, so rare. Coolly sunk beneath the surface, the beam I sought always burnt behind the glass. Death was the glass. Death was between us. Coming to the woman first, hundreds of years ago, leaving the house, sealing all the windows. The rooms were darkened. He left it, left her, went north, went east, saw the stars turned in the southern sky, sought the house again, found it dropped beneath the downs. Say, say, say. The pulse of the house beat gladly. The treasure yours. The wind roars up the avenue. Trees stoop and bend this way and that. Moonbeams splash and spill wildly in the rain. But the beam of the lamp falls straight from the window. The candle burns stiff and still. Wandering through the house, opening the windows, whispering not to wake us, the ghostly couple seek their joy. Here we slept. Kisses without number. Waking in the morning. Silver between the trees. Upstairs. In the garden. When summer came. In winter snow time. The doors go shutting far in the distance. Gently knocking like the pulse of a heart. Nearer they come. Cease at the doorway. The wind falls. The rain slides silver down the glass. Our eyes darken. We hear no steps beside us. We see no lady spread her ghostly cloak. His hands shield the lantern. Look, sound asleep, love upon their lips. 
stooping, holding their silver lamp above us. Long they look, and deeply, long they pause. The wind drives straightly, the flame stoops slightly. Wild beams of moonlight cross both floor and wall, and meeting, stain the faces bent. The faces pondering. The faces that search the sleepers and seek their hidden joy. Save. 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 The heart of the house beats proudly. Ah, long years. Then again you found. Here, in the garden, reading, laughing, rolling apples in the loft. Here we left our treasure. Here we left it. Here we left it. Stooping, their light lifts the lids upon my eyes. Say, say. Pulse of the house beats wildly, waking. I cry, "Oh, is this your buried treasure, the light in the heart?" Here we left it. Here we left it. Say, say, say. This episode of The Horror. You can find more from The Black Mass at relicradio.com alongside thousands of other old time radio shows, all the Relic Radio podcasts, and our Shoutcast stream. Lots to listen to. Thanks to your support. Remember, donate.relicradio.com if you can help out. Thanks again to those who have, and thanks for joining me this week. I will be back next Saturday with another episode of The Horror.